Amen. If you have your Bibles today, we'll take your attention to Isaiah chapter 41, and we will see what the Lord has to speak into our spirit. What a great day to be serving the Lord. Glad to see you here, still striving, still going forward, not quitting, not stopping. I can't promise you that the worst is behind you, but I can promise you that the best is in front of you. God is on our side and he's working for us. Amen. Today may be the beginning of something that is a little abnormal for me, and that is to take a Sunday morning to preach um, a series or a theme, to do any theme series type preaching, but this morning, um, maybe, if we'll, we'll see what the Lord has in store for us, it may be the first of a couple of lessons or messages that I'm going to preach on fear. Isaiah chapter 41, and I'm going to begin with verse number 10, reading down through verse number 13. Fear thou not. We could stop right there. For I am with thee. That's a good thing to know. Be not dismayed, for I am thy God. I will strengthen thee. Yea, I will help thee. Yea, I will uphold thee with the right hand of my righteousness. Behold, all they that were incensed against thee shall be ashamed and confounded. They shall be as nothing. And they that strive with thee shall perish. Thou shalt seek them and shalt not find them. Even them that contend, even them that contended with thee, they that war against thee shall be as nothing and as a thing of naught. For I the Lord thy God will hold thy right hand, saying unto thee, Fear not, I will help thee. That looks like a, I don't want to diminish anybody in the room today, but that verse 13 just looks like a child with God holding our right hand saying, Don't be afraid, I'm going to be with you. I'm going to preach for a little while today on the subject, simply fear not, fear not. Lord, help us this morning to handle the scripture, Lord, as you have laid it upon our heart and in our spirit. Help us today, Lord, to speak what you have put in our mind and in our heart last night and this morning. I pray, Lord, that as we speak your word, that you accomplish the purpose for which you choose to send it this morning in every heart and every life. We honor you. We magnify you. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. God bless you. You can be seated. When Franklin D. Roosevelt took the oath of office and became the 32nd president of the United States of America, This country was at the very bottom 
of what we term as the Great Depression. Banks were collapsing everywhere. More than half of the industrial production of our country had literally disappeared overnight. Unemployment was at 25%. When Roosevelt became president, one out of every four Americans were out of work and had no hope of getting a job anytime soon. Before it became the problem that it presently is today, back then there were 2 million Americans that were homeless and living on the street. In his inaugural address, FDR made a statement that awoke the nation, and it has been said and used and used again and again. He said, this great nation will endure as it always has endured. And it will revive and it will prosper. And then he spoke the famous line that you will be familiar with when I quote it. And he said, the only thing we have to fear is fear itself. Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters in the house this morning, I want to tell you that fear will destroy you. Fear eats away at faith like cancer. It will destroy us from the inside out. Fear grows until it chokes out the ability of the believer to trust the Lord and to stand upon His Word. When fear takes over, Satan begins to speak doubt and fill our minds with his deceiving lies. The agenda of Satan is to cause the world to live in fear. I want to let that sink in. I'll say it again in the event that you missed it. The agenda of Satan is to cause the world, is to cause the church, is to cause you and I, To live in fear. Because fear is a horrible thing. Fear is the primary goal of terrorism. The goal of terrorism is to change the world through fear. The United States of America has been blessed. We live in a country that has not had to live in fear and Part of the the global hate toward America is the fact that we live such a carefree life without fear. We live in the greatest country in the world, no matter how bad that some may feel that it is. And we live in fear, and terrorism wants to change the freedom that we live in and cause us to live with an impending feeling of fear and doom. Many people today live in that fear already, fear of the unknown. People battle with the fear of the future, and some even battle with the fear of their past. They deal, and we deal, with fear of contaminated contaminated food, 
my word, Bluebell has even been taken off the market and still hadn't got back to us. That's a major fear. We live in fear of exotic germs. World travel has brought disease and spread it throughout the country. Words that we had never heard to four or five years ago, swine flu and bird flu. Fear of climate change and pesticides and mad cow disease and Ebola being spread rampant in parts of the world. Thankfully, ISIS come on the scene and wiped out the American fear of Ebola. Fear of terrorism, school shootings, and government. Fear of religious maniacs whose goal is heartless murders. Fear of our politicians selling out for personal gain. Fear is everywhere. Fear is on every corner. Fear always lurks in the darkness. Fear never wants to come to light. Fear wants to remain in the corners, in the crevices, in the back rooms. Fear lurks in the back corners of our mind. We struggle with fear. We all have a certain sense of fear. When we visit the doctor, we go often because there is fear. Fear that it is worse than what we possibly thought it could be we're fearful of cancer and fearful of heart disease and diabetes, liver disease and kidney failures. Fear, fear, fear. Fear, ladies and gentlemen, is everywhere. Everywhere we turn, there is seemingly something that is frightful and something to be fearful about. But can I just insert here that the only thing that helps build our faith against fear is the preached Word of God. Can I help somebody this morning and tell you that the Bible tells us to fear not. The Scripture is full of fear nots. If I spent the time this morning, I could go through a rendition and a list of fear nots in the Scripture and take another 10 minutes in this message today to over and over again remind you that the Bible says that we ought not fear. Take no thought for tomorrow. Don't be fearful. Know that God is with you. Our text this morning tells us to fear not, for God is going to be with us. For although enemies rise against us, not to fear, because the Lord is going to fight for us. The Lord is going to be with us. And in the end, it's going to be the Lord that comes through holding our right hand. And the Lord is going to be speaking to us while he walks with us saying, don't fear. That is an amazing storyline that I read into your hearing this morning that God, while he walks with us, not only walks with us, but he holds our hand and he not only walks with us and he, and he not only holds our hand, but he also speaks to us and reminds us, don't be afraid. I want to preach to this congregation today that the enemy wants us to live in fear. Can I speak to maybe a select few of you that are here in the boat that I've walked in even this week? Can I remind you today that we all battle with fear? This message was birthed out of a fear fit that I went through this week. I'll just be honest with you. It hasn't been the most pleasant week for me. I've battled with issues this week. Things I didn't want to deal with. I've had moments of fear, had moments of doubt because fear will cause you to doubt. Fear will cause you to 
want to quit. Fear will cause you to want to throw in the towel. Fear will cause you all sorts of misery and pain. Fear will cause you to lay awake at night and not be able to sleep. And in the wee hours of the morning, with a fear-filled heart, God began to speak into my spirit and began to say, I have given you a word to not fear, for I have said you are not to be afraid. For I've given you my word to not fear, because if the enemy can cause you to begin to fear, ladies and gentlemen, the enemy can get control of your faith. Because when we become fearful of what we do not know, when we become fearful of what the future holds, ladies and gentlemen, I present to you this morning that the enemy has got control of our faith. And when we begin to walk in fear, we are not walking in faith. And there is only one thing that we have this morning, and that is that while God promised us in His Word that He would walk with us through every trial, through every test, through every hardship, and through every struggle, that He would not only walk through with us, but He's going to walk through it with us holding our hand. And He's left us His Word, and over and over again, that's why the psalmist declares, Fear not, 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 fear not. That's why God spoke to the children of Israel while they wandered in the wilderness. Fear not, fear not, fear not, fear not, fear not. And that's why I'm preaching to you what the Lord spoke into my spirit in the wee hours of the morning and said, tell them don't be afraid. Tell them not to fear. Tell them don't give up faith for fear because that's what the enemy wants us to do. Don't lose faith. I present to you an unoriginal terms this morning. The words of FDR, the only thing you really have to fear, it's fear itself. Because when the church becomes fearful, the church will fail. But when the church becomes faith-filled, the church will prevail. Because when we walk in faith, sure, the enemy's going to try your faith. Yes, he is. The Bible declares that the enemy is going to try your faith. The Lord is going to allow the enemy space to try your faith. The enemy's going to buffet you. He's going to come against your faith. But you walk by faith anyway. The enemy's going to come against us and try our faith. He's going to speak into our spirit. He's going to try to come against us. But you and I have something. We have a weapon, ladies and gentlemen, that is offensive and defensive. And it is called the Word of God. It is the sword of the Spirit. Ladies and gentlemen, it is what you use against the enemy when he wakes you up and he begins to tell you it's all going to fail. It's all going to collapse around you. Your bank accounts are going to dry up. Your health is going to go to pot. Your family is going to be laid to waste. Grab the word of God and begin to tell him no weapon formed against me is going to prosper because the word of God is what we have to use against the enemy. Speak the word of God in faith. Stand on the word of God in faith and declare to the enemy, I refuse to accept fear in my life. Refuse to accept fear in my life. Fear leads to failure. Fear pushes us to the corners of faithlessness, doubt. Fear breeds failure. Because when we walk in fear, we are walking in the realm of the natural. 
But when we walk in faith, we are walking in the realm of the supernatural. Faith, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. That is why we're in church today. Somebody said, well, I thought I just showed up to be faithful. You did. But there is simply no substitute for the Word of God. And there is no substitute for the man of God speaking the Word of God. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. And how can they hear except it be preached? And how can he preach except it be he be sent? So the Bible, the Word of God, is declaring that our faith is established on the principle of the Word of God and the preached Word of God. I come this morning trying to encourage somebody that's been walking in fear. Walk above fear. Fear is the realm of humanity. Fear is the realm of physical facts. Faith is the realm of hope. Faith is the realm of the supernatural. Faith is the realm of possibilities. Fear says the glass is half empty. Faith says the glass is half full. Faith says the supply, fear says the supply is going to run out. Faith says the barrel's empty, but it's going to be a supply that never runs out. We still walk by faith and not by sight. Fear is contagious. <laughs> Get two or three people together that are scaredy cats and turn out the lights. Before long, they'll have you afraid of the dark. Fear can morph into panic and cause plenty of precious people to lose faith and see calamity at every turn. Fear says we can't. Fear says it's never going to happen. Fear says there's no possibility. But faith says with God all things are possible. Faith says there's no weapon formed against me going to prosper. Faith says I will never leave you nor forsake you. Faith speaks and silences fear. The baffling slowdowns of the economy, the unceasing flare-ups in the Middle East, the Muslim Brotherhood, jihadist, Hezbollah and ISIS, the crippling downturn in the markets, Company cutbacks and layoffs, it can all seem overwhelming. It's called fear tactics. It's called fear. Would you say that word with me, fear? Say it again, fear. Fear. Fear is from the enemy. Faith is from God. Why don't you just speak that word, faith? Faith is from God. 
the documented reality of our day is that ordinary children today are more fearful than psychiatric patients, they say, in the 1950s. Think about this now. This is the world in which we live. 65 years has passed, and they say that the average person in America today is are more fearful than psychiatric patients in the 1950s. Does that mean we all have mental disorders? Well, they're trying to diagnose us left and right. They're trying to find a diagnosis for everything. I submit to you today that it is a trick of the enemy. There's a rather subtle fallout from all this fear. I'm concerned that we may be missing the truth that God went to great lengths to articulate so clearly and so unequivocally a truth that has definitive eternal consequences to every one of us. Fear is not the will of God. Fear is not the will of God. Well, i got to seek the will of God over this. I can tell you fear is not going to be God's answer. Be afraid is not going to be God's answer. God's answer is going to consist of fear not. For I will be with you. Over and again, he, whoo, I feel the Holy Ghost this morning. Over and again, he said, fear not, for I will be with you. He never promised to go for us, but he said, I'll go with you. He never said, I'll go in your stead, except to Calvary he did. But in this life, he said, I will be with you. I will go to the very end of the earth with you. Speaking to you and I that everything that we deal with, every temptation we face, every hardship, every struggle, he said, have faith to know I will be with you. I will hold your hand and I sent you my word to remind you and to speak to you. Fear not, fear not, fear not. We cannot live in fear and operate in an element of faith. Oh, i got to let that sink in now. We cannot live in fear, chewing our fingernails off, worrying, pulling our eyelashes and eyebrows out and our hair out and sleepless nights and living in fear and get up and think, oh, now I'll walk in an element of faith. You either walk in faith or you're walking in fear. You cannot live in fear and operate in an element of faith. We must drive out fear with faith. If faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God, then every time fear strikes, we need to be proactive about hearing more of the word of God. Now, I want to transition this message just a little bit and go to the next realm. And this is the realm of faith because there is a realm of faith that Satan himself cannot enter. Understand that we live in faith. We walk by faith and not by sight. Satan controls fear. We live in an element of faith. God controls faith. And we live in an element of faith. 
But Satan is allowed to enter the element of faith and he buffets us although we walk in an element of faith. But there is a level, there is an arena, there is a, there is a place that you and I can go to that Satan cannot enter. Oh, that sounds mystical, doesn't it? That sounds far-reaching, doesn't it? I've talked about it the last two or three weeks. I've talked about going to a, to a level that Satan cannot enter, that God has a place for us that Satan cannot enter. And it sounds wonderful, and we've rejoiced over the fact that there is a level, but we may not be sure where that level is. I'm going to reveal one of those levels that we can go to where Satan cannot enter, but you're expecting it to be something deep and something that's going to rock you on your heels, and you're going to say, wow, wow, look what pastor has discovered in the Scripture. But it is so simple, yet so powerful. Because there is, an, there is a level of faith that we can move into that Satan cannot enter. And that level of faith is called trust. Satan can't live in an arena of trust. He's a liar and the father of lies. He cannot be trusted. He cannot live in trust. He looks at trust and says, no, 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 no. Before they ever get to the area or to the level of trust, I'm going to destroy their faith. I will attack them at the level of faith that they will never be able to live in an arena of trust. That's why that the Lord said, go ahead. I built a hedge about him. I'm going to let you touch everything. But there was a man in the scripture that understood a level of faith, and he had moved into the arena of trust and the Lord allowed him to get to where he was and he said you can touch everything but his life and Job lost everything that he had but he was confident because he was not a man that just walked in faith alone. It's easy to say well I got faith in God I believe everything's going to be alright but I'm still going to worry all night long when the devil is in my ear and when he's speaking lies into my, I'm still going to fret, I'm still going to, I'm still going to, oh, there's still going to be those times. It's just life, pastor. It's just the way it is. But I'm telling you, ladies and gentlemen, there is an arena of trust that we walk in that is above. It is a high level of faith that Satan cannot get into. Trust is above faith in that it is, trust is faith put into action. Fear fights against faith, but faith put into action will always win over fear because we live in an arena of trust. So he said, I'm going to be with you. So he said, he's going to hold my hand. And so he constantly reminds us, fear not, fear not, fear not. Then what in the world are we going to do? What father in this room today that has a child or a grandchild that you take by the hand? And when the child says, no, it's dark, I don't want to go. You said, come on, I'll hold your hand. And you walk outside and they say, Dad or, or, or Grandpa, I'm a little concerned here. It's, uh, it's dark out here, I'm afraid. And you say, it's going to be all right. <laughs> I see the picture of a heavenly father saying, if you'll just learn to walk in trust. 
but I'm helpless, but I'm helpless. I can't fight against the enemy. I can't see him. I don't know where he's at. I, I can't fight. It's all right. You just keep holding my hand, and you just keep on walking, and you just keep on listening to my voice because as long as you can feel my hand and as long as you know I am here and as long as you can hear my voice, you don't have anything to worry about because you are living. They are, that child is living in an arena of trust that they are saying, I know I can't. But I know he's got me covered. Oh, I come this morning to remind you that when you get up against a situation, I don't know what I'm going to do. Just hold his hand, listen to his voice, and keep walking in an arena of trust because the devil cannot get into the arena of trust. He can try your faith, but he cannot touch your trust. And that's where we got to get to today. That's where we got to go to. And that's where I want to preach you to today before I am done. I, wanna, I want to preach you out of the arena of the natural. How many of you have faith today? But you can't. I, if I say, how many of you have trust today? Well, okay, I say I got faith. But the difference is, is when you say I'll put faith to action. I'm going to put the faith to work now because faith without faith without faith without trust because in order to act on that faith it requires trust. Now I have faith. Now I'm going to take a step. And the step that I take is called trust. Oh, you're just you're just stepping off into the abyss. Oh, no. I'm standing on the word of God. Said he wasn't going to leave me. Got my hand. Told me not to fear. Walking in his will. This is where I'm going. When I don't know what to do, I will walk by faith and not by sight. That is called trust. Trust is the level of faith that says when I can't find my way and I've done everything that I know to do to stand, I'll just keep on standing. Trust says that when it would be easier to panic, I'll choose to walk in calm assurance that God is with me and God's got my hand. When I'm in the midst of hell on earth and the pain of emotion begins to spiral me downward and the spiritual loss tries to take me to a place where all I can hear is the voice of fear telling me I'm not going to make it. I have a dimension of faith that Satan cannot enter into and this is when we step into that dimension of faith. Trust is a dimension beyond faith. Trust causes us to look Satan in the eye when we don't even know know what to do to stand and we don't know we all we have to stand on is the word of God and and, and, and I don't know how this is going to work out but all I know is is I refuse to surrender I refuse to quit I refuse to stop I don't know where the journey is going and I don't know what the future is going to look like but the word of God tells me that it's going to end okay so I choose trust no matter what the report looks like. 
fear says the doctor's report was bad, I'll go home and I'll crawl up in a corner and I'll just say I'm going to die right here. Faith says God is with me, God is for me and it's going to work out. But trust says get up from where I am and keep living in the fullness that God has given me and keep walking and declaring that I am going to make it through because I'm walking in an arena of trust. Perhaps perhaps the, the writer of the song had it so right and had a concept that we need to grasp this morning. He said, still I will trust you and still I will follow. And still I will listen to your every calling. Isn't he going to stop it? Isn't he going to end it? But though the storm rages on, And I can't find my way. And though the storm rages on, and I can't find my way. I hope you're getting what I'm preaching to you this morning. And though the storm rages on and I can't find my way still I will trust you Lord and still
over to the person next to you. If somebody's close to you, you feel comfortable taking them by the hand, laying a hand on a shoulder. We're going to pray one with another, one for another right now in the name of the Lord. Whatever the battle is, whatever the struggle is, whatever the hardship is, whatever the enemy has been throwing your way, we're about to step into a new arena that the enemy is not able to touch. He can touch us at faith, but he's not going to touch us at trust. God's going to be with you. He's going to see you through it. He's going to walk with you. 
Come on, pray like you're praying for your own self. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Say 